Uh, okay, la. so, I mean, yeah, la, we'll just talk, we'll just gab about what we saw last night. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast you ever find with the words Lion, City, and Rock all strung together in a straight line. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It has to be. Can't imagine. Yeah, it has to be. There's another one. Then we have to sue them for uh, copyright infringement. Yeah. I don't Unless they came out first, then we got a problem after. Seriously unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, my name is Chris, and with me, as usual, is my favorite podcast co-host. And Mr. Head Groovy, Groovy person himself is uh, Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. (laughs) Anyway, yes, what what are we here to talk about, Kevin? Yeah, so there's this uh, Singapore Music Relevant, Local Music Relevant uh, exhibition, I guess you could call it. Oh, yep, yep. Going on yeah, over um, at the Esplanade. So the Esplanade, for those of you who are not from Singapore, the Esplanade is is a is a performing theatre for the arts. Yeah, performance theatres for the arts. So we have a few halls and outdoor venues as well. So the the Esplanade has been around since uh, two thousand. So is this it? is yeah. Wow. So it's like 20, 20, yeah, 22 years already. It's been so long. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so okay. Yeah, I just yeah. I just wanted to to kind of give some background because while I, 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 I like because like what we're gonna discuss, you know, may be interpreted as negative criticism. Um it yeah, but basically up front I just wanna say the Esplanade, at least for its first 10 to 15 years of existence, right, really did like it was like a shot in the arm for for the local music scene. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, and of course, uh, early on with Bay Beats gave a lot of uh, opportunities for indie bands. I mean, initially, like, that's what Bay Beats was supposed to be. They were really very, it's like really for the indie bands, right? Um, and it, yeah, and it was basically, I think early, early on it was run by John Cheong, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Okay. Right, John Cheong, uh, The Awakening, and, and Wake Me Up Music and all that something. Right. Which is really a long time ago, really, <laughs> considering now, um, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So initially the focus is very much, very much an indie music. So that Bay Beats was like thoroughly associated with so far indie alternative music and that's it. Right. And that's yeah. what it was basically known for at least for 15 16 years yeah i think i think maybe it's i mean maybe it's one of the key uh, events uh, music event in singapore uh, you know right, right back then and and uh um i think Esplanade also i mean the other big event Esplanade uh held for music was uh i think the international one called uh i mean maybe it's also international but music yeah. It was the other big event where they featured all kinds of genres, 
um, you know, from people from all over the world. Very um, yeah, they are well known, yeah. of course, but uh, there yeah. are other also so-called in a way indie in a way, uh, using air quotes here because you get yeah. banned from from uh, places like South Africa, uh, you know, from you know around Asia, um, of course, Europe and America as well, South America as well. They they would come yeah. and and they they do all the all uh, uh, slots uh, within a three hours, yeah. uh, usually about a three day festival. I mean, I mean the, the the name itself. I mean, but I think obviously because you have babies, so there's less emphasis on kind of alternative rock and things like that. So it's like more kind of pop, jazz. I mean, as as the years went on, of course the the direction changed a bit here and there for both of these festivals. Yeah, yeah. In the early days, when they started, they had certain very concrete, I guess, uh, philosophies and principles. But then as the years go by, they kind of merge into one. Right? Mm. Literally, you can't tell the difference between Babies and Mosaic now. They're yeah, just festivals. Were. They're just music festivals. Which is a pity, uh, in a sense, because right, it would have been nice to... Because it's always very important, I think, as far as festivals are concerned, uh, that they have a certain foundation in terms of philosophy, right? So that mm, this is like, okay. it's, for example, like Laneway. Like, so Laneway, mm. you know, you kind of know what Laneway is about. Mm. And, and they kind of more or less, like, of course, there are exceptions here and there, but more or less they are true to what their philosophy is. And that basically is kind of upcoming, kind of indie alternative kind of. Right, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. their philosophy. Yeah. And also because they want to package something that they think is very affordable, very cheap. Right. Mm. So they get all these kind of new people. They try to identify and they kind of lump them all together, bring them onto a long tour of Australia. I mean, that was the original yeah. thinking. Like, I mean, this, yeah. I mean that's that's the way music, uh, you know, that's how festivals brand themselves, right? If not, if not, if babies is the same as music, then the branding is gone already. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. anyway, so <laughs> So that's so back to this exhibition thing, which is basically yeah. the exhibition is called the uh, Home Grooves, Home Grooves, a history of Singapore's live music venues. Um, yeah, uh, and it started uh, uh, in the middle of August, 19 of August this year. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it started 19 of August actually, and it actually runs on until 18th of August next year. So, it's a one year uh, long, right. Uh, exhibition of sorts, mm. yeah. And and if you guys, I mean, if you guys want to go, you can go and check it out. I guess at the Esplanade Concourse, which was where we went um, to to go and take a look. Um, interesting. What it was, I think. I think uh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting uh, uh, concept. I think because um, I mean, as as you probably heard on on. on a few episodes uh, on on Lion City Rock. You know, we we do we do talk about certain venues and stuff like that, uh, yeah. which are which are also kind of like uh, name checked in the, in the exhibition. Uh. Um, you know, things like the National Theatre. We've spoken about spoken about the Singapore Badminton Hall mm. as a live music venue. I mean, ostensibly, what's interesting is also uh, uh, about these venues is that you know, a lot of them were not built for live music. Like the Badminton Hall is it's a it's a place for badminton. Yes. Not for bands like Rolling Stones or the Kings or whatever to perform, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, the National Theatre was actually meant for more cult- uh, so called cultural performances, you know, more, they're kind of performing, more performing arts rather than a rock 
big event. But I mean, the last time out, we mentioned Conference Hall, remember? Yes, Singapore Conference yeah. Hall as well. That's another uh, venue that... That's another not there. really meant for rock music. Yeah, but in the end also, you get bands. In the end also, you get, you know, everybody because, playing there. Yeah. Because these are what exists. Like. They're what's there. Yeah, so correct, correct. Because like, at the time, yeah, at the time, Singapore did not have a purpose-built uh, music. They have all uh, this, like, like even DBS, Auditorium, and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember going to watch uh, yeah. Tommy Emmanuel at the DBS Auditorium. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so conceptually, okay, I can understand why the Esplanade itself being a venue... Right, mm. what would focus in this manner? It's just that it's such a narrow focus, and you know, I mean, obviously, when you do something like this, you have certain rules, and they don't really yeah. follow the rules, right? Their own basis is uh, venues, but then they go and include a lot of other things. So it's a bit half baked, lah. That's what I'm trying to say, mm. right? They they have like we you know we say we they have the guitars and some memorabilia. Um, yeah, so, maybe let, yeah. let's talk about how yeah. the thing was, what, what it actually looks like. So if, if people do go there and check it out, they will know exactly what it is. Um, yeah, so, so okay, we went in, I think we went in from the back and the back way. Yes, yes, that's right. So we got very different. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, look, so if you go in from the front, you're going from the proper entrance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you <laughs> know, okay, firstly, but they make it possible, so that's not our fault. La. Yeah, yeah, we did. We are. They make, if you don't want that, then you gotta make sure that, that, that that's not gonna happen. You see, that's their fault. Yeah. Okay, so if you go there, this is held at the Esplanade Concourse. Um, it's it's just uh, adjacent to where the bands play. Um, there's a stage mm. for bands playing, and it's actually if you're looking at the stage, if you're facing the band, it'll be on the right side. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's uh, in between the concourse and uh, you can look over to the, the theater, the concert, like, theater. theater. One of them, yeah. Theater, yeah. The concert hall is the one on the other side, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So this is the theater, the, the slightly smaller one, yeah. Yeah. So what, what you do, what you see when you first enter is on the, if you're, yeah, if you're at the entrance on the left-hand side, you'll see um, some guitars by some of, uh, mm. con, uh, don't, uh, you know, exhibit of some guitars, uh, yes. a few guitars. Um, so these are like the artifacts exhibit, uh, I would say. Yeah. Uh, on the left hand side, and on the right hand side, you see like a. I think it's only three uh, guitars, right? I think so. Jaime, Patrick Chen, Francis Frightful. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 And then. Um, and on the right hand side, you see like a, a panel display. I, I, yes. Is that what do you call it? A panel display, featuring album, uh, forty-five vinyl vinyl covers. As CD. well as certain memorabilia, uh, CDs, CDs cassettes, cassettes, some memorabilia like uh, uh, play sheets. I think yeah. not. Nobody calls those things like posters, posters, uh, yeah, flyers, postcards, and stuff like that. Yeah. And as you walk further in, uh, I mean, you also notice that there are, there are these like big uh, posters hanging, hanging, which explain the decades. Yeah. From the, yeah. It actually tracks from the sixties all the way to the two thousand and. Uh, yeah. Now, actually, right until until now, until now, until now. Until yes. now right? Yeah. So yeah. On, on these posters, you'll see snippets, yeah. <laughs> snippets of information, uh, and right at the end, as you keep walking in, you will see a, 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 a TV screen where they show videos of interviews with certain uh, right. members of the players in the industry. Uh, not just musicians, but also venue owners, people like Dennis Fu, who used to do a uh, St. James. 
Saint James Power but Station. Before that, also you had a couple of clubs. Yeah, he right? did Europa. He did Europa. Europa was a series of uh, clubs that that had musicians play there. Um, so yeah, so he did Europa. He did uh, he did a uh, uh, Saint James Power Station. There's mm. also interviews with people like uh, Patrick Cheng. Good friend of the podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and these people talk about their experiences playing live or or being part of a uh, playing in a particular venue. Yeah, that's basically that's basically it. Okay, so this is the this is the review part, right? Yeah. So given the fact that um, you know Esplanade itself is a, a Zalai's music venue, yes, I I initially thought that uh, it would be a bit so to speak, on a grander scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, I, thought, I thought that it would be somewhere in the, not necessarily, if not the concourse in the gallery area, which is near the recital studio site. There's one section where they used to yeah. put up, uh, it's actually exhibitions for various things, visual arts and stuff like that. They would use that space for that. Right. And I initially thought it would be it would be some it would, it was there. Yeah. But then I realized okay, I was I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I I mean for me I thought it would be a bit more meaty la, in in a way. It, That's it, right. That's right. Yeah. I think I mean, a bit... I mean I think initially we didn't know that it's just about venues. So mm. like I said, it's a very narrow, very, very, very narrow focus. But even then it doesn't even then, okay, all right. If that's your focus, that's fine. Mm. Then you you know you can you can do a bit more than this, lah. I mean, it's like all you do is this kind of you know one panel poster thing for a decade, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just as you know, barely. You know, I don't know how many words that is. I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at it now, like photographs. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's barely anything. You know, it's like literally what's the point you just kind of highlight it okay these are the venues yeah even I, for I venues I, I don't think this is sufficient yeah it, it may not be as as wide a scope as say the artists and the talent that we have here i mean i agree but i mean there are all kinds of venues uh yeah. that yeah, no there's, there's so much you could do yeah i'm not even talking about like concert halls and stuff i'm talking about like your your which they did mention which they did mention um just a bit but like your your Golden Venus, your Princess yeah. Ghani Hotel, your you know even like your bars like Blue Jazz and all that kind of stuff, some of them still hosting live gigs and stuff, walla walla and all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Okay, my 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 thing is if this exhibition is supposed to be about venues, it should be the exhibition should predominantly bring that out. Uh, in this case, it was the posters are separated according to the decades, so like 60s, 70s, 80s, and so on, right? But yeah. it is, I, I would have thought that the posters, if you wanted to do that kind of thing or, or something, um, would have talked about the venue itself. So like, yes, you know, exactly. one full thing dedicated to say Singapore Badminton Hall, who played there, famous name. And some photographs of it, right? Uh, and, 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 and images of that. We did have a couple of postcards of these places. These are all from the day as well. So it's from the 60s, like 70s, it seems like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have thought that that would be the thing. Or, or you talk about, say, a venue like, say, National Theatre. What is the key gigs that, that happened there? Who are the big names that played? Do you know who are the big names that played at National Theatre that are not, uh, you know, local? Were there? Were there? I don't think there were. I know there were cultural performances and stuff. I know a lot of uh, Singapore pop and rock bands played at National Theatre. Richard and Shadows like, played at Happy World Stadium. I thought Badminton yeah. No, no, no. They played at Happy World first. The very where's, where's Happy World Stadium? Happy World is uh, where Great World is right now. Great World City. Was that a stadium? 
it was not really a stadium. I was actually okay. There, okay, this happy world and gay world. People always people seem to interchange them, but there there's there are some people which I'm which we maybe we should go and do a whole thing about music venues. But hi, Chris, the editor here, and I just want to say that Chris, the co-host, is wrong. Happy World and Gay World are the same place. It was primarily, you know, an amusement park and not really like a sports stadium as such. Although it did feature um, sports matches there, they also had a variety of entertainment things, including like, you know, your cabaret shows, your wayang, opera, theatre performances type of things. They also had movies over there. They had gaming, not quite the computer gaming, but, you know, arcade games. And they also had like uh, food and shopping as well. Uh, it was originally called Happy World when it first started in 1937 and renamed Gay World in 1964. So if you look at Cliff and the Shadows who played there in 1961, it will still be called Happy World. There were two of these other worlds, okay? Uh, New World at Kitchener Road area, where um, I guess where City Square Mall is now, and Great World at Kim Seng Road near Great World City. Uh, both featured similar amusement park activities and these three were like the big three hubs of entertainment back in the you know, 30s through the 60s and 70s. And now, back to the pond. I never really realized that they were called stadium. First time I'm coming across this description. Now, of course, I've heard people gave well, but stadium. Yeah, so, so that's why, I mean, these were just the names that were given to them, right? Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, so I mean, uh, again, getting the thing, I mean, I would have thought that there would be like very more information about each of these particular venues, like Happy World, mm, 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 mm. The, the Three Worlds, you know, I would have thought that they would put some stuff there because big bands, like you mentioned, Cliff Richard and The Shadows who played there, that was like the a watershed moment in Singapore pop history. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the key defining moments. Um, you know, and, and places like Badminton Hall, you know, again, where a whole bunch of bands from the 60s, big names, right? we're talking about Kings, we're talking about Rolling Stones, we're talking about Manfred Mann, we're talking about the Walker Brothers, the Yardbirds, all these. Yeah, so not mentioned at all. So it's weird. You only mentioned Cliffiture, that's all. Yeah, they don't mention anything else. If you talk about venues, Golden Venus, I think is the biggest, most famous club venue in Singapore at the time in the 60s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody who was anybody played there. And all that was like the place to be. It was like the, the cavern. Uh. I mean, if, you, if you're looking at I don't know what, what would be like. It would be like what? CBGBs will be akin to that kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, it, that you must go there and play that kind of thing. You know, this is if you want to play in a, in a club, this is a club like Crocodile Cafe in Seattle or, or, or Ronnie Scott in London or, or you know, Kevin in yeah. Liverpool. There's a must go and play type. So these were, these were some, I mean, I would, have, I would have liked to have more history about these venues, how they came about, what action mm, they saw, yeah, what happened to them, why, why did they stop and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I can understand because like I said, like, you know, doing research for this podcast itself, trying to find information is very, very difficult. There's hardly any information. Yeah, but you would think that an organization as big as Esplanade would be able to, if it was uh, some kind of priority. La. I don't know whether, I mean, this one is actually part of the uh, pop law, uh, pop, law in, right. pop law initiative going on. And that's also a year-long uh, year long thing right. until okay. next year. So yeah, It's lip service. La. To me, it, it could have been so much more. La. But if you really <laughs> look at it, you really go into it, 
you realize yeah, it's yeah. very minimal, if not even like, I mean, not even yeah, that. I think, I think, not even yeah. that, man. Just probably gave it to some intern to do it. I don't know about that. So, I mean, to be fair, right? I mean, you've got to accept that uh, as far as Singapore music is concerned, a big component is the covers bands. You can't deny that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that they seem to have ignored that, right? Because why not have, why not talk about Timber or Walla Walla and all these places, right? They Mm -hmm. are definitely part of that landscape. You can't ignore them, what? But you don't talk about them at all, which I find very strange. And if you want to split it through the decades, Definitely, the 70s, I would say half of it, you know, your Tropicanas and stuff like that. But the 80s when, you know, rock music and all that came back into the nightclub scene and, and were a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we had we had places like Anywhere, Peppermint Park. These are the two big names, which I thought that they should have put a bit more focus on because Anywhere was actually owned by the band. Tanya is the band that, that played there. Right, right, and, right. Uh, where, where was that? Was that in... in that Orchard was in Sign? Tanglin. Tanglin, Tanglin shopping. that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because, of the, because of the lack of venues back in the day, um, after the climb down and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, so they decided to go on their own there and they built their own. I mean, they, they basically made a space mm. and, and set it up there. And anywhere, it's not just a space for Tanya to play. Mm. Um, a guaranteed space for them to play. Their own place, la, yeah. Well, as long as you can get a license. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so is that photograph in the 70s one, is that taken from anywhere? Uh, There's a photograph the, the of Tanya. One, the three of them? Yeah, is, is that from anywhere? Yeah. Uh, no, that that was. I don't think that was from anywhere. Okay. I think yeah. I think that was from. So they really, really Park. don't mention it at all. Yeah. Anywhere, anywhere is yeah. It was. It's such a big loss when they had to close it down. Right. I mean, Tanya themselves actually ended up playing at, at Harry's for for the rest of their career before Zoo passed on. So which Harry's? Uh, the one opposite Forum, the Orchard Towers, and ah, ah, so right. they were from they were across the road at Tanglin that side. <laughs> yeah lah. I mean that area lah. I mean that area. I mean, Orchard Hotel, and it's all, you know, kind of yeah. have been there, like, historically, even, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. for a while, we had tab, Golden Venus, tab, tab, tab yeah. <laughs> around that area, so. Go back in history, your Golden Venus with that Orchard Hotel. Yes. So, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. They remain and then arcade, just down the road, the, further down the road, the old Tropicana was there, like. Correct. Tropicana. Right, Scots, right? The yeah, Tropicana. Scots, I remember yeah. that as a kid. Yeah, I remember yeah. that as a kid. Every time looking out, I keep wondering. Then, then Scots, so you have Moots. Yeah, the yeah, building. Opposite. Yeah, next I mean, to, it's next to, next to the, holiday, the old Holiday Inn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around Inn, there, like. yeah. So, yeah, all these... Don't mention, man. <laughs> Although Moots, Moots was probably more... I mean, I don't know whether they think Moots is more the NUS... Uh, the anyways venue rather than the orchard venue. Right, so, but yeah. they, st- they never mentioned did it, man. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. I don't Let's I don't see, see it, it this nineties, right? Let's see. This 90s. would be nineties to nineties they say, oh they did mention nineties anyway. Yeah. They said the nineties. Yeah, they said anywhere nineties artist oh, village okay. substation, community right, right, centers, right. Harry's bar, and hard rock cafe. Yeah, it's their list. Actually, yeah, the other one they should mention is Polly's because Polly's a lot had taken on in the 90s as well. Right? A true. lot of uh, a lot of indie bands played in Polly's. Yeah. That's another place. But, uh, yeah. Lah. Or even, um, there was a that space. Do you remember this one? But uh, Marina South. Ah, that's right. The amphitheater. Yeah, the amphitheater. Oh, yeah. Then that, what that about the other amphitheater? The World Trade. World Trade. Center. World Trade. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Many... These two places always had gigs going on. Yeah. 90s, All definitely, there were a lot of places. Like. By the yeah. 90s, they were not too bad. 
I mean, okay. Uh, but having said that, I'm a, I'm a bit of uh, I'm a bit of uh, uh, this kind of deep dive buff, right? So you don't tell me things like, oh, well, substation had gigs. So it's a notable place. I mean, I want to know like why, who, how, what happened, you know? Right. Uh, and I mean, I think for the substation one, they mentioned the 24 hours, uh, the the 24 hour gig that they did rock the sub or something. But substation became a big venue because they were very welcoming and to everybody, all kinds of arts, not just bands, right? So yeah, because it, it, it's, the, it's an arts thing, right? So obviously, yeah. But I mean, what I mean is like you, you, they would have a performance art. Somebody like like uh, Fuquen play doing something in the afternoon. And then by evening, stomping ground is on stage. You know what I mean? I mean, it <laughs> fits in. I, I mean, it fits in with the agenda. I mean, because, I mean, from their perspective, also arts is very underground. So, mm. yeah. it fits in with the agenda. Very much so. You would expect so. I mean, based on their own kind of manifesto, if they didn't, if they didn't embrace indie alternative music, something is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked. I would have liked that. Like, see, if you're doing a, if you're doing a thing about venues, we'll pick up. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll talk about a major key player. Yeah, yeah. Every. No, I mean, I mean seriously, right? I mean, I mean, this actually kind of sparked some thoughts in me as we're talking, right? Because if, if you really think about it, we're talking about fifty over years, right, of yep. different venues, right, and. Yep. Right, and I'm sure, right? I mean, of course, you probably take a lot of time, effort, expense, whatever, to do a really good documentary on okay. music venues, right? And okay. just think, and all the stories, right? Because you can talk to the musicians, you can talk to the owners, you can talk yep. to audience, right? Yep. And, and, yep. and these are all Singapore stories. Yeah. And tied in with history as well, right? So it's actually very meaningful, very relevant, if if there's a will, I mean, there's no will as <laughs> usual because when it comes to the past, it's like, yeah, just put it down in bullet points. When it comes to the pop culture of Singapore, that is even yeah. smaller. That's the <laughs> thing, like, even smaller. That's, like, reduced, so, that's reduced to a, a tiny yeah. footnote in, a, in no, I any mean, history. Because book. like we, okay, so we are in the scene, so we know the players, we know we've met the various people. So we know, you know, these are human beings and they all have stories, right? Right, so even like okay, so so far, I mean, obviously, we've focused very much on the real music makers, right? Yes. Uh, whether it's the musicians first, of course, and then of course, then we do talk with the producers and stuff like that, right? So once in a while, we get to talk about like we talk to Dean and all that. So a bit like spreading out a little bit more, right? Yeah, but yeah, it'll be, yeah. It'll be cool yeah. to talk to like some of these, like uh, you know, like like. You know, like the oldest lah. I mean, like your Danny Lungs and 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 okay. and, uh, and like yeah, Daniel, Daniel, you uh, sorry, Stanley, you, you know, right? Mama, yeah, yeah. Things like that. You know, because they. I mean, it's an interesting story. I mean, it's a different perspective as well from a business. Uh, you know, music is a business. Music, <laughs> music entrepreneurs. Mm. <laughs> in Singapore, which is no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you know, so many so many live music venues have opened and closed. Um, just like that, like you know, same. Most famously, these guys are really risk takers. <laughs> they are, they are. I mean, like the, I mean, they talk. I mean, and we're just talking about right now. We're just talking about like the pop music venues. There are other venues like jazz music venues, or even Chinese music venues. Wow, which is tough, like, right? Which is why I don't understand, tough. right? The Chinese, what? you would think, that Chinese music venues would do well here, but that's actually not true, right? 
Um, actually, it depends because, okay, first thing, there's this perception, I believe, to me, like, okay, this is all my own opinion. I don't know how true it is, but from what I've seen, they cannot, they cannot get that kind of attention as, as much as the Eng- English music venues. Why? Because a lot of the English music venues, don't forget, are all fueled by the tourism crowd. Ah, uh, okay. The, yeah, and the Chinese, I, and for the, the image of the Chinese music venues, at that time, I mean, I, there was this very famous place called Mutuan or the Ark. This was somewhere in uh, Northbridge Road, somewhere near where near mm. where um, the central like Clark Key is, right. somewhere on that side. Right. Um, so this is a place called. It's, it was a very famous place. Every known Sing Yao or, or Chinese artist here. Mm-mm-mm. All right. the time I mean, right. Back in the this would be the this would be the eighties nineties period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you think about sing yao, you don't think about people. Um, you think about sing along songs and stuff like that. But the crowd mm. is not. You don't think of people getting rowdy. Right. You don't right, think right. You're, you're getting up to dance and stuff like that. So that kind of sets your kind of mood for mm. that kind of space. Okay. So sing yao. It was a very acoustic singer songwriter vibe at the arc. Uh, um, Timber opened one called Switch, which did I think I thought which was yeah just across from the, uh, the, the just down the road. From but the, but uh, it kind of made sense, right? I think from like that's what we we're talking about. And you think right? You think oh, we should have one for 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 yeah, C-pop, right? Yeah. Again, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean that one. That one I don't know. Maybe it was the locale or whatever because Timber is actually just you know a few a couple of hundred meters down. Yeah, I remember that place. I went there once or twice. Yeah, quite I've been li- there. Quite nice, place. quite a nice place. And they had good players there. They had people like Sing, uh, you know, Ling Kai, all that were performing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Strange, right? It's this hit scratcher, this sort of thing. Yeah, but again, the other thing also that was very big in the Chinese music scene um, is karaoke. Yes, that's the thing, lah. So it's it's basically karaoke rather than this. Shit. Yeah. So, so that's where that's where they get their fix, their C-pop fix correct. is karaoke. Yeah. Not live also, music. Yeah, more so than music. going down to uh, yeah. live event. So maybe that right, right, thing, right, right. So so right, that right, it, right. I'm not saying that yeah, it is, yeah. but I think I I think I mean, that I, makes it's sense. It's just speculation, right? But I I I, no, I think that. I think there's some basis to that. I think if you analyze it, then yes, that that is definitely karaoke is more popular. For people who are into to see pop, then yeah, yeah. So yeah, unless they, unless somebody can try to crack the code last, but so far nobody has managed to do that. Yeah. So that yeah. So that that's one of those things. Right. Um, yeah. So you know how big karaoke is in Singapore in that respect. Of course, pre-COVID, not that. Uh, hmm. Is because how I, how you know this is because the only mechanical royalties, right? Anybody collects in Singapore is for yeah. karaoke. Ah right, because they have to play yeah, the every time you play yeah. the video and all yeah, and they have yeah. an association for it. Right, right, and that's right. That's the right. only one in Singapore. I did some research because I was trying to do uh, doing a, a talk on copyright for LaSalle. Right. And that's the only one in Singapore. Wow. Because Compass Compass doesn't collect mechanicals, they collect when you're performing. Yes, uh, correct. correct. So then yeah. so there's this group, but they are more more or less they, they it's the labels behind them. Right. Of rips, uh, they're offshore of rips or rias. Right, right, right. Okay. That tells you that like, there's money there. If not, they won't bother, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So well, so that that could be a thing about this. Uh, mm. yeah, it's interesting. So that's yeah. why I'm saying there, there, there's obviously, you know, even when you talk about venues, there's so much room for discussion, right? Mm, correct, correct. So you say you were leaving. 
I remember there was uh, there was this place in um, Jalan Sultan. It was the Sultan, yeah, uh, where the hotel is now. There used to be a club there. Uh, it was a jazz, ostensibly it was a jazz club. It's a very nice, quiet venue. Um, it was called the Sultan Jazz Bar. Yeah, that's what they mentioned in the the last poster that they had: the indie uh, 2010s the indie and the hybrid 2020s. Yeah, hybrid. so. So they had, so Sultan Jazz ostensibly was a jazz bar, but of course they opened their venue for other people to perform. Um, which I mean, I, I went to see Pastel Power play there at the Sultan Jazz Bar. But it was it was a great space for jazz. I mean, I went to see some of our jazz players play there as well, and it's a great. Is still around? Shut down? No, no, no. It closed already. It closed. It closed just right, make money. Ago. Jeremy Montero was one of the stakeholders in in that space. Right. Okay, yeah. so when it closed down, um, there was a lot of online like on, on the Facebooks or whatever it is all going oh man you know this is like one of the few jazz places why must go down yeah. blah 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 <laughs> that kind of stuff and, never and, money, what? correct and Jeremy said you guys don't come you guys <laughs> are not coming down it's a stupid what? thing to say you know yeah. so I was like why are you guys bitching oh, about it you guys never came to even buy then. a drink <laughs> came and buy it you know if you guys had come down I said the pay cover huh? pay cover I don't want to <laughs> then grumble, grumble when it closes. If you look at the so-called hierarchy of the music scene in Singapore in terms of the, the, the audience and stuff like that, right? Jazz, jazz, while it being very widespread and there's a very, very strong loyal following, um, you know, of course, it's not as, as big as, say, your Malay pop or your Chinese pop or even classical music, which also has a very loyal following. Um, but yet, you know, but you know the, these guys are pulling in people on a very regular basis. This is not like a one-time show. Yeah? These, when you talk about players who play nightclubs and, and clubs and, and pubs and stuff, they have to do it every night. And every night they have to command a sizable group of people. You know, they 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 are basically the feature of the pub, right? Mm. Is is yeah. the band, right? Like Walla Walla, right? People go to Walla Walla. Such that the bands there, you know, people actually go there to establish. Yeah, establish themselves, right? Yeah, correct, correct. And they become synonymous with the space, like, you know, your EIC, your Jack and Ray, your Sherlin and the Unexpected. They become, like, the names. And then the, the Walla Walla or, or, or any of the space that they play in gets automatically associated with these people. So you, you tell people, I want to go to Walla on Thursday. Yeah, that's, you know all why branding, there. that's all branding. That's all branding and getting to become a household name support. Yeah, yeah correct, correct. And then that, that, that was... How those places, you know, manage to so one yeah. one affects the other, which affects the, yeah. the first, and, and just goes round and round like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. But okay, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Right? So if you were to do it, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. If you were going to do a uh, a thing like this to commemorate, say, a music scene in Singapore, mm. right? So, I mean, I can let's call it an exhibition space. Or how how would you want to do? It? Or or would you? I mean, I, I reason, okay. Wait, so before before we get the the reason why I asked is years ago I sat in on a panel um, and where people were pitching ideas for music in Singapore, how to how to grow the music scene and stuff. And this guy came up with the idea to have a museum, like a rock and roll hall of fame vibe, and yeah. the museum will be dedicated. His initial idea was to have it only for indie music and particularly subgenre because he was a fan of your trash and hardcore and stuff. 
And he had proposed an idea to have like a shop house because of the vibe. Isn't that the one that is in uh, where? In the near, near, uh, um, what's that? Arab Street, that side. Did they Sad have one indie, independent rock museum or something? Hey, it's editor Chris here again. It's the Museum of Independent Music Singapore. Right. My, my thing is, like, if, but if we were going to do an exhibition which is similar to like what Little did uh, for SG50, the So Happy exhibition at Substation. But let's see if we want to do like a full-on space or whatever, you know, but like, like this, like a one-year-long or, or two-year, whatever it is, uh, one yeah. long-term exhibition type thing. Like what, 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 what would you, what would you... I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, seriously, I mean, I, that's what pisses me off, you see, because it... Everybody acts like it's so difficult, right? If you've been to museums around the world, you know how it works, right? All you need to do is, even if it's one floor, you mm. just have okay. to, then you can decide how you want to categorize that. That's basically it. It's just curious. No, but, but, but is, it, is it possible to do something that, that kind of is all-encompassing as opposed to just going only for like, say like in this case, it's only music venues. The indie rock one is... Yeah, you, yeah, you, you should, like, you should be, like... I mean, of course, it depends on... First, of course, you got to set out what your scope is, like, right? Mm. But if, let's say, if you want to be very ambitious, then you yeah. cover you cover everything, uh, the really, yeah. literally, the history of music, like. So yeah. you don't even... You don't even start in the 60s. You go beyond, before that. Right. Right? How did, how did Singapore get into... Uh, how did music get into Singapore to begin with? Right, yeah. Right? So then you talk about colonial times and things like that, right? Yeah. That can yeah. be done... Right, I mean, of course, you need to have people, it's money and everything la, to be able yeah, to yeah, do it. Yeah. But that's a serious thing. You could actually have an entire museum just for that. Then why one floor? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it's just a question of will, whether you people are willing to spend money on something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. Because to me, that's it. It's nothing to do with ideas. Because ideas, you can have a million ideas. It's a question of will. That's all. Okay. You really want to do it? How far you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so then if you want to cover everything, then you can, that's it. Like, then you just start categorizing and then you can just map out the spaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you've seen what museums look like. So this all depends. I mean, museums, like art museums, paintings, basically they'll, they'll, they'll categorize into genres. Like. So, depends, there are million ways. Yeah, but I mean, see, see my, my thing about this is like, because of the way things are changing so fast, I mean, in terms of technology and stuff like that as well, like, I like a static display kind of thing may not work for me anymore, or for the younger generation who who want to go in and learn about this kind of things, you know. So for me, like if there was a thing, I would look for. I would also look for a a a, a company that would do like a rock band kind of thing, and I get them to you. You come in, you be the quest. This is the song will be a quest song. You play. Okay, I would like to point out that's a very different question for what you asked me. No, I mean I'm asking like what what would what would be in the kind of what would, what you want to see inside this kind of thing? You know that that's my. Ah, so that's a different question, right? So that you're asking I mean, I, like looking at uh, you're looking at what can be done. It, it, yeah, it's yeah, a totally different question now. from what you just asked me or dude. 
No, no, like I mean, gaslighting, I know, I, you know. This fucking gaslighting me, you know. Yeah, not gas, I'm not gaslighting. I'm saying like because you asked me a question about a, a space and, and what you put in the space, and now you're talking about doing an app. Now you're talking about doing an app. No, not app. I'm talking about like, in the space. That's a different question, dude. I don't want to put just static stuff. I want to put stuff like that. I mean, I'm asking your opinion. But that's a different question. That's an execution that I'm talking about. You know, conceptually, two different things. You see, no, it's fine. Oh, okay. I have no problem no, with no, what no, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm just I, saying that. You are answering a different question from what you asked me. I find hilarious. <laughs> no, but I also want to know, like, like you know, what 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 would you like to see inside the space? Like for me, like see, like the thing that we saw to me, that's not enough, lah. You know, if no, 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 no. You know, if we had all that time and money and stuff like that, whatever, right? Mm. You know, I would, I could, I build a section that. Like replicated the old anywhere, the, the old moody, woody, the wooden vibes and stuff like that. And then, you know, whatever. Lah. Let's go in and have the exhibition, have the exhibition. In, in the, in the realm of fantasy, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not asking, I'm not asking, you know, we can't do it ourselves. Bro. We, we just uh, need to delve in yeah. the fantasy right now. What? So, I don't know. I want, I don't know. I, 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 no, no, no. So, I really have no time to fuck around. <laughs> We all these kind of pipe dreams. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> know. Castles in the air. <laughs> you may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that was that's not John Lennon at age 22 or 18. <laughs> that's John Lennon at age 30. Do we need such exhibitions and do we need such things? You know, I guess that'll be the thing like okay. Singapore is a lost cause. I'm telling you, when we went to Japan, uh-huh, right, to this city that's like two hours away from Tokyo, it's mm. like a bumpkin city, bumpkin. They would call those Tokyo people whom we uh -huh. talked to, when they had to go there, they said, wow, this is like country bumpkin town. That's how oh, they look okay, at it. Okay. The Tokyo right. people like look down totally on this place, you know. And right, they just have right, no right. problem saying it, you know, these Japanese people. Then we're right. like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> right? They just, like they just put down this whole town. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Takasaki, yeah. they just put it down, you know. But then when we went for their film festival, they had a uh -huh. you know they had a museum space, art museum space, right, one right. whole floor dedicated to Ramente. Right, right, right. And okay. every little detail of it they just took care of. What what do you mean? Like like they uh, had the, they had a they had a graphic, the entire wall, the countries in which Ramente has been distributed to. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Then they have photographs of all the production, everything. Right, right, Just right. walls and walls and walls of that, you know. The whole entire floor. And this is Japan for a, a Singapore film. And in, yeah. a, in, a, in a city that the Japanese themselves consider backward. And they right. can do that. Because right. that's their culture. Right. You see, this is Japan. This is Japanese culture. This is Singapore. We don't have that culture. Mm. We do don't appreciate it's... anything. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, so do you think it's 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 so it's just a cultural thing, lah? It is, of course, so of course, lah. It's cultural. Yeah, it's because of what you know, what the you know, what has been developed, lah. Our culture, lah. All these years, lah, from the seventies onwards, mm -hmm. lah. When we killed, when we mm -hmm. basically killed the scene and killed the arts and any any creative impulse, lah. They just want to step down on it, lah. Yeah. No. You know. So maybe it's time that you know all these things come back again. Maybe it's time that is it too late? Our, uh, My question is whether it's too late or not. I don't know. Really, we've conditioned the hell out of everybody. It's really. never too late, lah. I don't think, lah. To me, no. <laughs> okay. Me, no. I'm glad. So it's good to have 
two sides of the coin. The optim the eternal optimist and the eternal pessimist. I'm I'm always willing to give things a shot. <laughs> yeah. Until until my you know, whatever, until I cannot crawl anymore, then 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 yeah, then I'll say, okay, screw it. Right. Mm. So I think if nothing is done. A, I think, I think for me myself, I think it's a bit sad that the history is not going to be there. That's yeah. one thing. Okay? Yeah, but that's what, I that's, accepted it already. Yeah. yeah, but that's one of the main things that makes me want to do this also because I just feel it's very sad. Uh. I, I feel very disappointed. It is. It is sad. It is disappointing and I, I totally feel what you're feeling. But for me personally, I feel that in the remaining days and years of my life, <laughs> I am not hey, going to hello. stress you're, over this You talk as if like, anymore. you talk as if your time is up next year or some shit like that. I gotta think that, gotta think that way, man, dude. Gotta think that way. <laughs> I agree. That's why I want. That's why I want to. That's why. That's why we do this thing. That's why we do this. Yeah, thing. that's why. Because we know we can reach hit. out to other people. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Correct. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there. That's my. That's my. That's my thing as well. I mean, I don't. I don't think we need to, you know, always contain ourselves here or whatever. But yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know so, what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. What is the happy conclusion we have arrived at? <laughs> There's no happy conclusion, what? It's just <laughs> two separate. Yeah. It's just two separate trains of thought. Yeah, it's That's two not, separate trains of thought. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's not yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean, I think whatever. Okay. So <laughs> I like to have the you know in the final analysis kind of stupid thing, right? In the final analysis, what we just just to bring us back to <laughs> what we what we're supposed to be talking about this in this episode, right? Yes, so okay, so I would say to sum up that one, that right. like what, what we're saying yesterday, right? What uh -huh. they put up there in the explanation, okay, is better than nothing. Right, right. Okay. 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 It's just okay. Yeah, yes, no, no, I agree. Of yeah, course it's part, nice yeah, to see part. walk around and look at it. Yeah, okay, it's nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put nicely put together. I mean you can't deny that. Yeah. You know, it's better than nothing. Nice to see Pat's guitar and, and sorry, <laughs> yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, and all. Yeah, yeah, it's all cool. It's like, hey, there's yeah. some recognition. There's some modicum of recognition there. But yeah. then on the yeah. other hand, also you also have that nagging feeling that wow, right? So much more. Mm, yeah. I mean that, lah, you know, yeah. that I think is a summary of how we actually kind of felt about it. And as to what can be done other than that is that's the thing. Lah. That's the mm. one that will that will kind of go nowhere. Lah. Yeah. Or somewhere, depending <laughs> on your point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> so there you there you've heard it, guys. Uh, what do you think? What do you guys think? Uh, do we actually need uh, a thing like this? Do we need exhibitions to talk about our music history? And do we need a space for that kind of thing? Uh, what kind of yeah? Just just shoot us your ideas. Um, let us know what you guys think about um, you know an exhibition. Or if you guys have you guys been to this. Um, exhibition at the Esplanade. If you guys seen it, let us know what you what you guys thought about it. Um, give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts. Yeah. And uh, just put it down um, on our Fast Colors uh, Instagram. There's an Instagram page and Facebook page as well. So Fast Colors that C O L O R S. I, I'm I'm now very careful about this kind of thing where <laughs> I have to, I, I I'm going to spell out everything. Just so that if we're all on the same page, otherwise, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, especially in technology, email, going email addresses, URLs, yeah, man, one, yeah, one yeah, letter yeah. wrong, everything's gone. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so true. It's so true. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, if you like this episode, give it a like, uh, you know, share, share it with your friends and get them to get on the Lion City Rock bandwagon. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Did, eh? Yeah, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, leave <laughs> yeah. a review, leave a rating. Yeah, try to ignore and, what you did uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, uh, no, no. Anyway, yeah, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, everywhere you get your podcasts, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, you name it, uh, the whole shebang. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it, right? So, that's it. Yep, in that right, case, uh, see ya. Bye bye. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. ciao.